0: my name is Carla Grossenbacher and I'll be your host today. I head the Labor and Employment Practice in the Washington DC office of Seifarth Shaw and also head its National Workplace Privacy Team. And today we're going to talk about symptom and temperature screening for COVID-19. So first off, I want to say when we're doing pre-shift screening, whether it's symptom or temperature screening, as employers, we need to be clear with employees that As the employer, we are simply conducting the screening to determine if they can enter the workplace on that particular day. You're not certifying anyone as healthy. You're not their health care provider. You're certainly not telling them they don't have COVID-19. When we symptom and temperature check, we're simply confirming that at that moment in time, you appear to be fit for duty. Employees could contract the virus later in the day if they go out to lunch or after they leave work. So it's really just at that moment in time, it's okay to come through the doors. Screening's a great tool. It's an important tool in an employer's toolbox for return to work. And it can help keep symptomatic people out of the workplace. But as with all of the return to work precautions that employers take, it's not gonna catch everyone who's sick and it's not a perfect process but everyone is simply doing the best they can as employers to keep the workplace safe. So let's talk about the types of ways that you can do the screening. So screening can take many different forms and you can decide what works best for your workforce, your workplace culture, or your physical location. There is the self-attestation method. So employees attest that they have taken their own temperatures, don't have a fever, and that they have answered your screening questions about symptoms and potential exposure to the virus in the negative. You can also designate one or more of your employees to take employee temperatures on site and ask the general screening questions orally prior to the employee start of work. Or a variation on that, employees can take their own temperatures on site and fill out a written questionnaire prior to their shift. Some employers even use very high tech options. They get touchless kiosks that can take a thermal temperature and display the symptom screening questions. And some employers also are creating apps that employees can fill out at home on their phones or online. And then if they answer all the screening questions appropriately and in the negative, they get a green light or some kind of badge or pass that they can show at the door when they do arrive at the workplace. So there's many different ways to do the screening and no one size fits all. Now if you opt for having an employee administer the screening in person, the employee should have access to all the appropriate personal protective equipment that might be required, gloves, masks, sanitizing wipes, and they should be instructed to adhere to social distancing during the screenings. So for temperature screening, that would mean either using a thermal thermometer from a distance to take employee temperatures, or if you don't have that type of thermometer and are gonna use an oral or forehead thermometer, it's a good idea to let the employee take his or her own temperature, sanitize the thermometer and leave it for the next person so you don't have your employee getting within a very close proximity to an employee who might turn out to have a fever. Also, if you have an employee conduct the screening and ask questions of employees on site, Uh, you should try, and again, you have to think about your own physical location, to conduct the screening in an area that maximizes privacy to the greatest extent possible. If someone is refused entry, if it can be avoided, you don't want them marching out in front of their colleagues so everyone knows that they failed the screening. So what should you ask in the screening? You should ask if your employee has any of the symptoms on the most current list from the CDC of symptoms for COVID-19. This list changes from time to time. It has changed from time to time and without notice. So it's important to check back periodically with cdc.gov for the most current list. You can also ask employees about whether they've had close personal contact with anyone who's tested positive for COVID-19 or someone who has had symptom of COVID-19 You can also ask about travel. There's still a level three advisory for international travel, cruise ship travel from the CDC. Some employers ask about hotspots, as we're currently experiencing some hotspots in the US. When you use the term close personal contact on your screening questions, whether it's oral or in writing, you should explain what that means to the employees. That's, according to the CDC, being within six feet or less of someone for more than 10 minutes. And you could give examples like this would of course mean a household member or an intimate partner, something of that nature. And then if the employee answers affirmative to any of the screening questions or has a fever, they should be directed to leave the premises and follow up with their healthcare provider. Out of an abundance of caution uh, in the in-person screening, you're gonna want to have whoever's supervising that screening either have the person or have themselves sanitize any object that the person has touched who is turned away from the screening because they're symptomatic. So should you document the results of the screening is the other big question we get from a lot of our clients and our uh, answer to that is unless there's a local requirement to document the results we say it's a best practice not to do so. Because especially you can imagine with a large workforce as America continues to reopen, that could be a lot of employees, you're doing it daily, that can be a lot of paperwork, a lot of documentation. And if you're going to document the results of a symptom screening or a temperature screening, the EEOC is clear that that is covered under the ADA and treaters confidential under the ADA, that information and you have to keep it confidential in accordance with ADA rules, which means in a separate medical file away from the personnel file that's treated as a confidential medical record. And so you need to be confident that you can fulfill those ADA requirements if you're going to keep the information. There could also be state law requirements on medical information privacy that you need to be mindful of. So some of our clients don't retain the answers because the proof of the answer is really that the employee comes to work that day. If they have come to work, that means they have answered the question satisfactorily and they don't have a fever. And this is why we recommend having a written protocol for the screening because you can point to your protocol, say, here's our protocol, here's the questions we ask, here's what we do. If someone is in the building it is because they have passed the screening and passed this protocol. So that concludes today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and stay tuned for future episodes.